It's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. Now, broadcasting from the WTMA studios, here's your host, Brian Beatty. Good morning, Charleston, and welcome to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Really excited for this show this morning. Got a lot of information for you guys. There's a lot of crazy things happening in the world of real estate right now. We're going to get through as much of it as we can. Uh, We're going to talk about the changes that we've seen over the past really 30 days uh, in the market as interest rates have edged out buyers. Uh, preventing them from purchasing property. We're seeing a slowdown in activity to be expected. If you've listened to the show uh, in the past, if you're a regular listener, this is something we've been talking about. It's here. I want to walk you through it. I help you understand what's going on. I'm going to take a little bit of a step back in time. We're going to talk about right now and what's happening compared to 2008 and the, and the things leading up to that crash. A lot of Articles out there are saying, hey, is this 2008 all over again? Are we about to crash? I want to address that. I'm going to talk about that. I want to talk about really what to do with this information. If you're a buyer right now, what are some of the questions that you should be asking? What are things you should be thinking through? What are some opportunities that might be out there for you? There's there's a great saying that says, where there is chaos, there is also opportunity. So we're going to talk about that. And of course, if you're thinking of selling your home, uh, does this now mean that we're immediately shifted over to a buyer market? We're going to talk about that as well. Now, I've been selling real estate since 2006. So what's happening right now is not unfamiliar to me. There are a lot of real estate agents in this market, in this country, that have not seen anything like this. We've had a steady you know, climb in appreciation and sales and just good times for the past eight, nine years at least. So I want to talk through what's happening right now and how to take this information and and how to apply it to your specific situation. Because at the end of the day, when we're looking at national news and we're reading, watching, hearing doom and gloom based stories, we have to then apply that to what's happening here in our little corner of the world in Charleston, South Carolina. And then we, of course, have to look at your specific market, you know, where within this Charleston metro area you're planning on transacting, and and in what price point? There are so many different trends that uh, that an individual market has within it that we need to be really careful about applying some sort of macro-level doom and gloom story to our own little specific corner of the world. So I want to I talk through that today. Now, if at any point in time you want to reach out to me, if you're thinking of buying, selling, or investing in real estate, I'm telling you right now that experience right now is critical. The agent that you hire is more important right now than it has been for years. I'll explain why. But as somebody that's been selling real estate since 2006, over 1,100 homes sold, a billion dollars worth of real estate transacted, uh, I can coach you guys through this, part of the reason why I'm on this program. But if you want to reach out to me, you want to have a specific conversation about working together. I, I do employ a real estate team. I myself still sell real estate would love the opportunity to connect with you and see how I can be of help in your specific situation. My number is 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, or you can check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. 
com. So, you know, is this 2008 all over again? You're going to have plenty of people say yes. You're going to have plenty of people say no. You're going to have plenty of people saying, hey, the jury is still out. But it seems as though over the past 30 days, there has been a massive shift in the behavior of buyers and sellers. On the buyer side, because we have some negative news and the trend is now going downward in terms of activity and consumer confidence, that then means to a lot of buyers that, hey, we must be in a buyer's market. Time to start lowballing people. And that's not really the case. Now, is there opportunity out there? Yes, we'll talk more about that. But I think a lot of people are getting flashbacks to 2008. We still have those battle scars uh, for, for those that really went through a tough time financially when the market crashed and for the years after that. So let's just take a little bit of a, a step back and look at kind of let's look at where we are now compared to what was going on then. And I want to kind of start here. Let's let's talk about the health of the transactions in and of itself. Let's talk about the health of the borrowers. Let's talk about the health of the uh, real estate market in general. I mean, right now, the median credit score on newly originated mortgages was 776 in the first quarter of the year, which is according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. So for the 53.5 million first lien mortgage holders in the United States, the average credit score is at a record high 751. It was 699 back in 2010. So the borrowers that are getting mortgages on paper financially are in better health. We also look at the opposite of that, which is like cash purchases. Cash purchases, back in 2020, cash purchases were 28% of all transactions. 2021, they were 32%. First quarter of this year, they're at 34%. If you compare that to the years leading up to the crash in 2008, in 2006, only 11% of transactions were cash. And in 2007, 13% of transactions were cash. So we have a lot more cash being injected into the market. Part of that is being skewed, by the way, by institutional investors, Wall Street money that is coming in and buying single-family homes and renting it out. But if you look back for a second at, at the difference between right now and what was happening in the events leading up to the crash of 2008, we had you know predatory lending standards. We had speculative purchases. We had uh, investors purchasing property and flipping property in droves. We had cheap debt, and we had the ability to have a lender and an appraiser basically communicate with one another so that the appraisal amounts match the, lo- the loan amount or the sales or the contract amount. And so the crash, if you, I mean, the crash was caused by default on consolidated mortgage-backed securities, which were mostly comprised of subprime housing loans. I mean, the banks offered these loans to basically everyone to the point where you could simply tell, not prove, you could just tell a lender what your income and your assets were, and they'd give you a mortgage. It's called a stated income, stated asset loan, uh, even to those that were not creditworthy. And because demand for mortgages led to an asset bubble in, in housing, when the Federal Reserve raised the federal funds rate, it sent adjustable rate mortgages through the roof. It sent them stratospheric. And as a result, uh, borrowers defaulted, home prices plummeted, you know, foreclosures riddled the market. One in three transactions almost were in some uh, form of distress. 
And it, obviously, for those that remember this this time, and for those that were in the industry like I was at the time, it was a it was a hot mess. It was very challenging to get a transaction done, even when there was agreement on both part on on both sides of the table. So I think that the overall market from from a borrower's perspective is significantly stronger now than it was back then. And we have much tighter regulations with regard to obtaining a mortgage that we did not have back then. So let's look at another point. If you go back to a few years, you know, the start of the pandemic, there was legitimate concern that millions of homeowners were going to default on their mortgage payments. We had stay-at-home orders. We had people that could not go to work. We had tenants that were living in property without paying rent through moratoriums, and the homeowners couldn't foreclose on them. We had a lot going on. Well, fortunately, forbearance programs allowed homeowners to basically hit the pause button to catch up, and it and it worked. At the end of the first quarter, mortgages in default past 90 days is just one half of 1% of mortgages, which is a historic low. The rate of all delinquencies in the first quarter of 2022 sat at just 2.13%. Let's, if you compare that to 2010, in 2010, over 11% were in some form of delinquency. On top of that, mortgage holders in the United States now have $2.8 trillion more in equity than they did just this time last year. According to Black Knight, which is a uh, mortgage technology and data provider, that's a 34% increase and more than $207,000 in additional available equity per homeowner. That's, that's nationwide. So we, we hit another record this year. Tappable equity, which tappable equity is the cash that you can take out of your home while still leaving 20% equity in your home. In other words, you know, use simple math here. If, if your home is worth $100,000 and you owe on it, that means you can take out $20,000 in cash and leave $20,000 in equity in your home. We hit a record high of $11 trillion in tappable equity nationwide. Total mortgage debt is now less than 43% of current home values. Only 2.5% of borrowers have less than 10% equity in their house. Now, you compare that to 2011 when one in four Owners owed more than their home was worth, and that is a massive difference between where we are right now and where we were back then. Let's also talk about supply and demand, and let's 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 talk specifically about Charleston. Right in two thousand six, in January, there were a little over fifty seven hundred homes for sale in Charleston. By that same time next year, January two thousand seven, homes for sale jumped up to ninety seven hundred. And then in September in, in 2008, a month before the crash, we had 11,427 homes available for sale. We've got a little over 2,200 for sale at the moment. Now, inventory has doubled over the past three months, which is causing this massive freakout within this industry. Um, but keep in mind, in June of 2019, we had about 6,500 homes for sale. By June of 2020, we had 4,700, and by June last year, we had 2,000. So we're basically back to where we were this time last year. We dipped down below 1,000 homes for sale, which is unhealthy 
for, for if, if you're just measuring the health of a real estate market, that is unhealthy. That is what is causing or what caused massive rapid appreciation coupled with extremely high demand, cheap debt, all those great things. And that's why prices went soaring. So now here we are, we're back to, you know, a little over 2,200 homes available for sale. Our month's supply of inventory uh, is still very much so a seller's market. And then, you you know, you tack on top of that the idea, the fact that new construction sales and available properties are still way behind their annual pace historically. They're just not building new construction homes quickly enough. So we still have this inventory issue. I mean, in June, this past month, 15% of all active listings reduced their listing price. That's about two and a half times more compared to the average number of price reductions in the first quarter of this year. So right now, people are nervous. I mean, in in 2008, it was a full-blown panic. So as buyers get priced out of the market, it means less competition less demand, increase in inventory, longer days on market, a little bit more of a level playing field, slower price growth. And that does open up some opportunities for buyers. It also means that sellers uh, actually need to have a strategy now. You know, the idea of just putting it on the MLS with some nice photos and watching the multiple offers roll in, uh, it's still happening in certain price points. But the higher in price you go and the less buyers there are that can afford that type of home, uh, the more of a buyer's market it feels like. The data doesn't support it being a buyer's market, but that's what it feels like given the uh, extreme slowdown in the number of showings that we're getting on these listings this month compared to last month or compared to the first quarter of this year. So obviously something we're keeping a really close eye on. A lot of people have a lot of questions about it right now. Uh, you know, you would think that given the uncertainty in the market that a lot of people have, which I think is really just, yes, it's fear. Uh, and, and I think that rightfully so, right? If for, for those that went through 2008 that maybe had a short sale or foreclosure or just a, a tough time financially, they've learned their lesson. They're being careful and you know, more power to them. They're thinking through things. That's a good thing. Uh, But the idea that we are now all of a sudden in a buyer's market is just not supported by any data. I know it feels that way for some sellers that have their home on the market that, you know, it's been on the market for, you know, a week or two or a month and they're, you know, kind of putting their hands up in the air saying, you know, what the heck, why has my home not received X number of offers yet? Why has my home not sold for more than we're asking? So I want to talk more about expectations with buyers, with sellers, with investors, all that and more as we return right here on the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. And remember, if you want to reach out to me, I've been selling real estate since 2006, about a billion dollars worth of real estate represented here in the Charleston area. Let me walk you through this if you have some concerns. My number is 843-800-0065. Call or text that number, 843-800-0065. That's my personal cell. Or you can visit us online. You can contact me that way, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or you can always email me, brian at brianbeattyteam.com. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. 
the big talker. You're listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm, of course, your host, Brian Beatty. Thanks again so much for tuning in this morning, learning more about the real estate market, helping you better understand what in the world's going on out there so that you as a consumer can make informed decisions about real estate. Now, if you're just joining us, I just gave a bunch of information on basically where we are right now as a market and how that compared to the market leading up to the crash of 2008, because a lot of people have the question of, is this a repeat of 2008? Is what's happening right now with the increase in interest rates, the decrease in sales, the increase in inventory, all those things, is is that leading to a crash? Well, we've talked through multiple points. And one thing that I mentioned, which I think is incredibly important for you to walk away with from this program, is that the if you think about the average real estate agent and how long they've been in the business, over half of real estate agents have been licensed for no more than four years. They've only seen the good times. They have not developed the skills that one develops in a down market. Only 15% of real estate agents have been licensed for more than 10 years. So a very small percentage of the population of agents uh, have actually seen a down market, know how to react, know how to position their clients uh, at a high level to transact in a market that has some headwinds associated with it, right? Some, some struggles. And obviously the struggle has been on the buyer side of the, of the line for, for quite a while now, right? As inventory goes down, as demand went up, as prices went up uh, and, and multiple offer situations uh, prevented buyers from purchasing property at even close to reasonable prices. It was almost as if uh, it was the, the methodology or the mentality was, "Hey, you know, it, how much can you afford? Forget about how much it's worth. How much can you afford?" Right. That's I think what some buyers were were thinking as they were transacting over the past few years. Uh, whereas now that things have started to cool off a little bit they're starting to look a little bit closely look look more closely at comparable sales all right well how much is this worth where is my where where is the line that i'm just not going to go above in order to purchase this property and i get it buyers are nervous agents are nervous a lot of them just don't know what to do and as a result they straddle the fence they just do nothing so when we're talking about buying in this type of market or selling in this type of market, we need to have some very crystal clear expectations. We need to be able to answer questions before they're asked, and we need to tell you what's going to happen before it does. That's the sign, I think, of a true professional. That, in addition to, of course, being backed with a lot of transactional experience throughout different cycles of the real estate market, uh, and then their ability to problem solve through the experience they've attained over time. That, in my opinion, is incredibly important right now. If that's something, by the way, if that's something I can help you with, please give me a call. I'm more than happy to just have a conversation with you. Of course, if you want to buy something, sell something, invest in something, would love to earn your business. My number, 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, or visit us online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Now we've we've talked in in previous shows about how markets historically react when 
they hit the top or when they hit the bottom. Is it safe to say that the real estate market has topped out? Well, I think it depends on what you mean by that. Do you mean prices will no longer go up, meaning prices have now flatlined or will start to go down? Well, I think the jury's still out on that, especially in Charleston, given the amount of local, well, I guess the demand that we have for our little corner of the world, we have a lot more of it than the vast majority of markets in this country. A lot of people just want to move here. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Will that cause prices to continue to go up? It depends. Depends on what price range you're in. I think the lower-priced homes, we are still seeing multiple offers. It is still a very competitive market if you're a buyer. For some of these specialty properties, waterfront homes, historic homes, uh, beachfront properties, uh, even to an extent properties uh, on like Isle of Palms or Folly Beach that are income-producing properties, rental properties, still a lot of demand for those. But typically what starts to slow down first are the second-home markets. Because they are a want. They are not a need. And when, I mean, look what's happening with the stock market. People are going to start hoarding cash a little bit more, playing it a little bit more safe. And they're asking themselves the question, is now the right time for us to buy a second home? Or if we're not in a rush, should we wait? Should we play this out a little bit and and see what happens? Maybe there's some more opportunity here in the next few months or, or maybe this time next year. And if that's okay with them, that's probably what they're going to do. The reality is, is that real estate agents... Uh, in general, can't motivate people. We can aid them in their motivation through data uh, and through experience and through insight into our specific market. But me having a conversation with a buyer uh, or a seller isn't necessarily going to motivate them to buy or sell something. There has to be a deeper-seated motivation there. Like, hey, we just had a child. We need more space. Or... Our kids are no longer in the house. We want to downsize. We want to cash in on this massive amount of equity we have and and live life a little more simply. Whatever the case might be, we have to get down to what the true motivation is of the buyer and seller um, and then aid them in their decision-making process in whatever way is within their best interest. But as a buyer right now, if, if if I were buying a home in this market and I was not in a rush... I would try and capitalize on a little bit of the hysteria that's going on in this market right now. There's just, again, the vast majority of the professionals in our industry have not seen anything like this. They're not sure how to react. They're, I think, doing the best they can. Um, But in some instances, it's like the blind leading the blind. So when we're talking about how to capitalize as a buyer in this particular market, Again, in the lower price points, in, in you know, I'd say $500,000 and below, it's still a very competitive market. I have seen over the past 30 days multiple lowball offers on our listings that we would never have seen over the past few years. People are starting to come out of the woodwork hoping that there are some deals out there. And guess what? Some of them are getting them. Some of the sellers out there are so nervous and so panicked about the state of the current market, especially over the past 30 days, that they're saying, you know what? I will take my money and run. And if that's the best decision for them, then that's that's up to them. Uh, my opinion is that 
sellers need to have more realistic expectations about what's going to happen given that specific area of the market and price range of the market that they're in. Buyers also need to have those same expectations. Um, But I don't think there's any harm right now, especially for those that have been on the market for a few weeks. I mean, really at any point in time, buyer, you do what you want to do, right? But, But the likelihood of you getting a lower than list price offer accepted exponentially increases the longer a property has been on the market. I mean, look what's happening with price adjustments uh, in, in the past month compared to the average of the first quarter in 2022. They've they've almost 3X'd the number of price adjustments. A lot of them have happened within the past few weeks. People are starting to get more realistic about what their home is truly worth based on the feedback or lack thereof of being on the market for a few weeks now. And that's why when we, when I when I put a property on the market, when I'm coaching a seller through the process of selling a home and how we can sell their home for the most money possible, we want our expectations to be data-driven. We have the ability to look at data and say, hey, in your area, in your price range, you should be getting X number of showings per month. That is a target that we should hit. If we don't, then we need to have a conversation and potentially make some adjustments. So for the homes that are starting to stagnate a little bit on the market, or I guess in the seller's opinion, stagnate. Now, we've had some folks that have been on the market for more than a week, and it's you know the end of the world. We've had some people that have been on the market for a month or two, and that's perfectly fine. It all depends on the seller's level of motivation and time frame. But I think the point is, if you're a buyer there is the likelihood, uh, a greater likelihood now that you can negotiate and get a little bit more off that price or you will you will essentially earn that by having the seller make their price adjustment proactively. In other words, this game that we've been playing, and I know I say this all the time on this program, but it's true. This game that we've been playing of leapfrog pricing of every home that hits the market is more expensive than the last, that is slowing down rapidly. In fact, I would say that if you're a seller right now, I would be pricing your home at what the most recent sale was in your neighborhood and hope that you still generate a multiple offer situation because you're still going to have sellers that play the game. You're still going to have sellers that overprice. You're still going to have agents that don't know how to coach their sellers through this process. And I think ultimately what will start to happen, especially in the next few months, if this continues and consumer confidence continues to drop, is that sellers will overprice, they'll hit the market, they'll wait a few weeks, then they'll start adjusting their price downward. And they'll have to keep doing that until they find the sweet spot that buyers are willing to pay for their property. So buyers, if you're if you're out there, you're listening, I do think there is some opportunity. Let's look at some different tactics uh, on an individual basis based on your time frame, your motivation, your your budget, all those great things. Uh, and see if we can find some opportunity. I think there are still plenty of sellers out there that are electing to sell their home at a discount to investors. So investors, yes, there's there's hope. Um, but as a normal everyday buyer, there's no reason why you can't pick up something at a discount just like an investor would. It just might take you a little bit longer, right? You might have to go a few rounds uh, with a few homes that say no before you find one that says yes. I think you're also going to start to see some buyers starting to get some help from sellers in the form of closing costs. You know, it's been really hard for buyers over the past really two 
two plus two, three years. Um, I'd say the past year specifically or especially uh, for somebody with a really low down payment to be given consideration over a buyer that was putting 20% down or over a buyer that was paying cash. Remember, a third of our transactions are cash. So it's been really hard for that person putting 3.5% down that has the ability to buy a house. They just don't have a bunch of cash in the bank that they're going to put down immediately in the form of equity. I think that's going to start to loosen up. So for the folks that are out there that just don't have massive down payments, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. At the end of the day, I think that the real estate agent that you're working with right now, again, mentioning this, is is critical. It is incredibly important that you work with somebody that can coach you through this process because a lot of agents out there have basically been, hey, you tell me what you want to buy. I'll set you up on a search. If you see something you like, let me know, and I'll go and I'll show it to you. And then once we walk through it, you tell me how much you want to pay, and I'll write up the offer. And that's essentially the... And I know that's a little watered down, but that's basically the level of uh, professionalism and consultation that an agent has been giving to a buyer. It's, hey, the, the deck is stacked so uh, far against you that it's going to be really Im- almost impossible for you to get a good deal on anything. You basically just have to pay what the seller wants you to pay. Or in most instances, actually a little bit more than that, you have to compete with these other buyers and figure out where the sweet spot is between how much you can afford and what you're willing to pay and then what that seller is going to take uh, when comparing your offer to everybody else. So there's some light at the end of the tunnel if you're a buyer. Uh, if you are a buyer, we have several people we're talking to right now that have on the seller side said, you know what, we've been thinking about selling our home. It's not something we have to do, but we're, we see the writing on the wall. It's time. We're going to sell. So we, we now, more than we have in the past few years, have a, a long list of sellers that are getting ready to put their home on the market here in the next little while. If you're a buyer, I can get you access to that list. Give me a call and we'll talk through that. 843-800-0065 is my phone number. It's my personal number. Call or text it. 843-800-0065. Or go to listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Com. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about what to do if you're a seller right now. All that and more as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Broadcast Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday mornings at 10 on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I always like to take a little bit of time and just say thank you to those of you that listen to this program, rely on the information within it to help shape your understanding of what's happening in our market right now, nationally, regionally, locally, so that you're an informed consumer. You make the right choices when it comes to hiring an agent. Uh, and, and, and all the things encompassing housing. That's what this show is all about, is to educate, inform, uh, and just help you along the way uh, as you get closer to the time that you ultimately transact in real estate. So thank you for that. If at any point in time you guys want to reach out to me, if you have some questions, if you're looking to hire a real estate agent, as I mentioned, I've been licensed since 2006, sold over 1,100 homes, about a billion dollars in real estate represented here in Charleston. Would love to earn your business. My number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. 
or my website, listingsincharleston.com. has a ton of great information on there, listingsincharleston.com. You can always email me as well, brian at brianbeattyteam.com. So let's talk about if you're a seller, what's going on right now? What should you be thinking and, and what should the plan be if we're thinking about putting your home on the market? So let's talk about if you're a new seller. Well, over the past several years, quite frankly, uh, most agents have kind of ditched a lot of their marketing costs because they felt like it was unnecessary. Why spend a bunch of money in marketing when you can take some nice photos of a house, put it on the MLS, and it's sold in a few days, if not a day? Those days are quickly coming to an end, and we're returning to a normal market with normal expectations. So first and foremost, like I've mentioned multiple times on this program already, the agent that you hire right now is critical. Someone that has seen something like this before and can coach you through this is critical. So when you're meeting with an agent, you need to be asking questions about their experience. You need to be asking questions about their plan. What What is their actual plan? Because I'll tell you right now, the plan for the overwhelming majority of agents is well, I'm going to put it in the MLS with some nice photos, put a sign in the yard. Maybe we'll do an open house, see if we can get anybody that's driving around, catch them, <laughs> maybe get their contact information, as if that's a way that people buy houses, by the way. Um, and then if it doesn't sell, then we'll just reduce the price. I mean, that is that is the plan that most agents have. And it can work, sure. But your goal as a seller is to maximize the the equity that you have in your house, to get the biggest check possible in a reasonable amount of time with very little stress involved in the transaction. Now, there are different levels of motivation, different uh, requirements for a time frame on the sale that then impact that plan. But regardless, a plan must be in place. When it comes to marketing, what is it that people are doing, agents, to produce buyers for your home? Because the reality is what most agents do is very reactive in nature. It goes on the MLS. Once it's in the MLS, it syndicates to all of these websites, Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, Redfin, you name it. But if the question is, how are you, Mr. or Mrs. Agent, going to find a buyer for my house, specifically through your own efforts? Most people can't answer that because they don't have a plan like that. So that, I think, is incredibly important if you're a seller right now. Sit down with your agent, interview them, ask them tough questions. A really good agent that's experienced, that has seen what we're seeing right now, has a if-this-then-that approach to selling your home. If we hit the market and this happens, great. We don't need to do anything. We're in the sweet spot. We're in the strike zone. We should be getting an offer. If we're getting showings but not offers, then here's the suggestion. If we're not getting enough showings, here's the suggestion. If we're getting hardly any showings, here's the suggestion. Here's how we react to feedback. Here's how we qualify showings. All of these things need to be discussed between you and your agent. What sort of communication should I expect from you, Mr. or Mrs. Agent? That is the number one complaint that I have heard since being licensed uh, in 2006. The number one complaint is communication. An agent signs an agreement with that person for representation, and then the client has to track down the agent whenever they want an update. Again, very reactive in nature. And there are, still, there are plenty of agents out there that do an awesome job. I don't want to throw all agents under the bus here, 
But the reality is, over the past few years, our job has been a lot easier than it was post-market crash. Let's be honest, okay? The skills that agents that have been doing this for as long as I have are just different from the skills that agents that have been doing this for a few years have. And I think that they would agree. And so as a seller right now, you know, it used to be that you'd, you'd meet with a seller and, and you'd say, all right, two perfect options. Option number one is we price it at what things are selling for. We will get multiple offers. We'll sell it for above that. Option two is let's price ahead of the market, overprice, if you will, and wait for the market to come up to us or hope that a buyer that's out there, because there are so many of them and so few listings, will pay your price and essentially set a new bar for what homes are worth in that area and in that price range. We saw a lot of that. That's why we've seen you know 20 plus percent appreciation in most markets in the Charleston Tri-County area, regardless of price point, regardless of location, zip code, all of it, property type, condos, townhomes, single family homes. And so now, first of all, those two options... Uh, are basically always going to exist. And and option number two, the the overprice the listing a little bit and hope that a buyer comes up to it is still always going to be an option. And there are still going to be people that will always select that because they think that their home is more unique or they just want more money. They're not motivated to sell at current values. They will only sell if they get fill in the blank. Or because agents aren't willing to have real and tough conversations with people about what's actually happening in the market and about what they should actually expect out of the sales process. We've got a bunch of yes people. Oh, you want to list it for that? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, we'll try that. Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your house. You can list it for how much you want to list it for and you're you're, you're in control of how much you ultimately accept for your home. But if you go to a Honda dealership and there are 10 Honda Accords on the lot and they're all $20,000 and you want to put yours on the market for $28,000, what do you think is going to happen to that Honda Accord? It's not you know, rocket science to, to think through how that's going to play out. And in a market or in an environment where those 10 Honda Accords that were listed for $20,000 might now have to go down to $19,000 or a few of them are going to have to go down to eighteen five in order to sell in comparison to the others that are still at nine or 10,000 or whatever the numbers are. Sorry, I messed that up. But anyways, you see where I'm going with this. We're going to start seeing sellers undercutting their competition in order to sell first. Or these sellers that are on the market that are consistently getting feedback saying, yeah, you know, the, the house was in the buyer's top five. It was maybe number three or number four on the list. And they stay there. They don't adjust to that feedback. All they're doing is helping these other listings that are first or second routinely on these buyer's lists sell first. You're just helping your competition sell. And so, you know, again, I don't want to paint this whole doom and gloom picture. The sky is falling. The market's crashing. That's, that's not what's happening. It's just that we are reacting to a slower pace than what we have been used to. And what we have been used to is a wildfire. It is not normal to have experienced the kind of market that we have experienced over the past two years. It is just not normal. And so now that we're returning to some semblance of normalcy, it's creating panic. What it really needs to do is just create a more effective 
strategy between you and your agent. This is what we're going to do if this happens. This is how we react. This is how we respond. This is my game plan. If this doesn't work, I'm going to do this. These are all the things that I'm doing behind the scenes. Here's what I did. Here's what I'm working on now. And here's what I'm working on you know, next week. Those are the types of conversations you should be having with your agent on a routine basis. That's what you should expect in the form of professionalism from your real estate agent. So interview your agent. Ask them those tough questions. Ask them about their, their marketing plan. Are there things that can be done that they are not doing? Do they just simply not have the bandwidth? And that, I think, is a reality. That is a real thing, right? Some agents just don't have the time or the resources or the knowledge or the marketing prowess to do what other agents have learned how to do. And that's not, that's not a slight against real estate agents. It's just a matter of fact. And so uh, what I think you'll start to see is you know, the, the person that wants to buy a house is probably no longer going to use the person that they bartend with on Saturday nights that also has a real estate license. They're going to start gravitating toward the people that really know what they're doing. Professionalism is key. Experience is key. Make sure that your agent has that. If that's something I can help you with, please give me a call. 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around for the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Visit Brian Beatty's website at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. Expert news and views on the Lowcountry real estate scene. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I, I really appreciate y'all listening to this program. And, uh, you know, as somebody that's been licensed since 2006, I know that there's a lot of kind of hysteria in this market right now. I've, I've seen it before. If you just want somebody to talk through uh, this, these issues with you, if you just are nervous and you want to understand how your plans might be impacted by the changes in the market right now, then I invite you to give me a call. Text me 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065 or listingsincharleston.com is my website, listingsincharleston.com or email me, brian at brianbatyteam.com. Now, if these last few minutes, uh, I've not shared this on the radio yet, uh, but for the past nine months, we have had a property management company. And it's a property management company uh, built by investors, because I'm also a real estate investor, uh, and, and I built it for investors, or really the idea behind this property management company is that I want to streamline the expenses that we as a company have, because there are a ton of different ways property management companies make money off of you. We only make money in three ways. When we place a tenant, our monthly management fee, and then if that tenant renews their lease, if we do a good job. The whole idea behind this is to maintain and increase your cash flow. And of course, maintain and preserve your asset, right? To protect the condition of the asset. And so if you are one of these folks that 
wants to go and buy investment property and stick tenants in it like all these institutional investors are doing, then please give us a call. If, you, if you're one of the folks that are in a very attractive interest rate, you know, sub 3%, sub 4%, and you don't want to sell your home in order to buy another and you want to just rent it out, we'd be a great fit for you. So if that's something we can help you with, please reach out to me, 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Our website is listingsincharleston.com. We've got a separate property management website. That's BeattyMGMT.com, B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-G-M-T.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and thanks again for tuning in to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009.